What's up? We're back. It's the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Back again. The two of us uh, are here this week, and we have a bunch of stuff to catch up on because it's been a minute. I know, and I'm so I'm so bummed I missed the uh, the Spooner episode. You know, he... He, we were like partying ships passing in the night. He, he he had to cancel the early night, and then I couldn't do the next day. But great cast, man. It was great to have him on. I can't wait to have him back. Yeah, it's always fun catching up with him. He's such such a great dude and super, like, you know, down to earth. I'm, I'm sure that there's tons of professional athletes and, and, you know, NHL players that are not that cool to talk to. So, yeah, man, it, yeah. it's always Honestly, a fun especially, time. Especially in the midst of it. I mean, you know, you had, you know, uh, Nylon on and he was, you know, he's great, but he's also a, an adult human you know to have someone in the midst of their pro career or you know to, maybe towards the back who knows honestly you know he's still young he could be at the later part of a prime I'm not going to assess whatever his career is but to have someone who's a contemporary pro be so cool is awesome yeah for sure um but yeah no that was a fun episode i'm glad that he came back on it was really cool to get his perspective on on the the current playoff situation seeing as he's not far removed from the nhl and right you know he's he's still a pro hockey player, whatever whatever league he's playing in. So to get that actual insight on the mindset of of a real hockey player was was cool. You know we can talk about it all day, and we can speculate and whatever. But he has much more of a grasp on how things actually go. And you know he even said the NHL playoffs are a beast of its own. You know it's hard to to determine who's going to do what and who's going to go as far as you think they're going to go. And there are upsets and. And all that, so you know, it, just getting that perspective was really cool. But I mean, like check I said, it out. we got check a ton out the of podcast st- last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, what? Well, check. I was just saying, check out check out last week's episode with Andrew and Spooner. That's what yeah, we're yeah. talking about. If you haven't caught on yet, um, totally. Yeah. All right, but yeah, now now let's let's get in. Let's dig into these last. We got forty eight hours that are packed to talk about, let alone our last two weeks. Yeah, I I mean. So I I don't know though I figure we we haven't talked about Celtic stuff in a while and we, we're kind of due for it so why don't we start with that Okay yeah let's do it um, Celtics uh made the play-in round as we all know at this point and then won uh, they beat the Wizards um, h- handily I, I I think I mean you know there was a they'd really still fall asleep in the third quarter for a little bit but. For the most part, I really wasn't too concerned that entire game. Um, and so now they go on to face the Nets. And so I've had this extremely piping hot take. I'll, I'll admit, it's kind of an, I don't know, boneheaded, ass-headed. It's a, it's a stupid take. And it's just really, it stems from my hatred for the city of Philadelphia. Um, it, <laughs> I hate them more than I hate... Uh, I think any other city in sports, really, like even New York, I got a little bit of a respect for just throughout like everything else. And, you know, I don't hate their teams across the board. No, no city really accomplishes hatred across all four major sports quite like Philadelphia does. And so fair with that, I only wanted the Celtics to either win outright against the Wizards, which they did. Congratulations. Now we move on to play the Nets or lose against the Wizards, and then lose tonight, which they would be playing in this game that we're recording this on Thursday, that is uh, the Pacers versus the Wizards, because we cannot play the Sixers team. Unless we meet them somehow in the Eastern Conference Finals now, We I, I refuse to give any of my Philly fan friends any sort of 
happiness or credence or anything for that city. So I, I my hot take was I wanted to win the other night or lose out entirely. We won the other night, and that is better because now we have a lot of young guys who are going to have a lot of minutes, and that is good for maturity. That is good for the long run. This is I don't expect much out of the Nets. If we get a game, I think that's a massive accomplishment. I mean, granted, I'm exce- I'm expecting a full Nets roster. I'm expecting all three of them in games and full health. That those three being Durant, Harden, and, I- and uh, Kyrie Irving. But who? Yeah, who? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't expect a lot out of this. I think it, it was really rough down the stretch uh, before we lost Jalen, and then in losing Jalen, I mean, gosh, heartbreaking just to look at him every time it cut to him on the bench the other night. You could just really see he wanted to be in there. Um, just, I'm, I'm excited for like Pritchard to get a lot of minutes and I hope, hope Robert Williams is okay though. I'm really worried his season is done. Honestly, I haven't followed up on that, uh, with his turf toe, keeping him out of four game the last four games. And then he looks like he just kicked that exact toe right into the ground. Just like a freakish, like, of course, there. why yeah, wouldn't, why just, wouldn't that happen? It's just like, it, ugh, man, that's what I'm saying. Even in watching that win and being satisfied with it the other night, there was just a lot of gut-wrenchingness that that I think has been a trend of this season um there's also a little thing about there's a little meme floating around now about uh what has happened to us injury-wise since Kyrie since uh the trade of Isaiah Thomas oh right right and that's not very fun either we could dig into that but it let's just say it doesn't bode well and it looks like if if you believe in karma it's certainly hitting pretty hard against Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics heard another little rumor too that a lot of these people leave because they don't like Danny Ainge. I have no backup to that, but I just thought it was an interesting take I've never really heard, but that people don't like Danny, and that's why these free agents leave. They don't like – they just, like, don't trust him. I would I would get the trust well, he, part. He, I mean, he treats it like a business, so – Yes, he does. But maybe you got some people out there who are treating it a little bit like a family and, uh, you know, a business family or something like that. And so as much as right. I respect Danny Ainge, and he's obviously brought us titles um, – I think that is something to look or keep an eye on. I don't know as we go forth. I don't expect yeah. much. Again, I just I don't expect much out of the net series. I, if we get swept, that's still better than losing in six to Philly. I don't want to lose to Philly. <laughs> I hate Philly. <laughs> so, I don't think this team has it. And yeah, those are my piping hot takes. But I'm excited for what's to come. I mean, I'm excited. We're, we're playing basketball in uh, in May and maybe into June. What is your actual prediction for that series, though? I mean, obviously, we don't stack up. I mean, we 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 could, I I suppose. I mean, anybody could, right, win a series. But yeah. it's going to be a really tall task, especially with no Jalen Brown and potential injuries that are either lingering or that they're going to play through or whatever it is. But uh, what's your actual prediction? You think that we win two games or what? I think we, I think we get swept. I really do. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I think we really do. I, I think I think the only thing that changes my mind on that is, um, you know, just Fournier or Jabari just stepping up and going off for a game. Um, yeah. And, it's you know, that's an even more heartbreaking part about not having Jalen or even Jalen and one more piece because then, like, you look at this team and it's like, yes, it's missing certain things, but that's a deep team. He kind of, you know, Danny kind of threw together an actually, like, deep team towards the end here as I just – talk about how he maybe needs to be criticized but he he did I mean Fournier is good if we didn't lose him to COVID which he's still saying he has the effects of and you and I both have believed every athlete who says they have an issue with COVID after they've had it 
you know, I, I fully believe that. I don't, I like, he can make excuses about it, but I don't know what that, I don't know how that like benefits him, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Jabari Parker, very late addition in, in the buyout market. I love him. I want him to stay for a long time. I, you know, he's, he seems like the perfect Brad project where it's like, we, we, we want to see what Brad can pull out of these guys who are maybe done, dumb and dumb, done and never had it. Um, Let's see what he can do that with the, with a guy who was drafted second overall. Now, do I think he can make him a second overall draft pick this late in his career? Absolutely not. But I think we could see a Jabari Parker we never saw on any other team. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we're gonna win two games, and I think that that's being generous. But I think for somehow we sneak out two wins, and you know we don't get completely blown off the court. I think there's gonna be a game we lose by twenty. Maybe I'm being hopeful, okay? Maybe multiple. I like that. I like that, and I'm sorry to be a dick about it, everybody. Hey, but. You, I mean, I was the last time, right? I was the one that straight up said after the Celtics won by, like, 30, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, then they lost to the Thunder, so, uh, <laughs> you know. It's all it's all been proven, and it's all just – it's just a – it's the same thing we've been saying all year. It's just I love this team so much. They're, they're the worst team I've ever seen. <laughs> so, how like, how frustrating is it to watch – you know, Tatum drop fifty, and then the next game do nothing. <laughs> it's it, like incredibly, incredibly frustrating. I think with I mean, Tatum, I know he's still young. He's that yeah, but he he's never going to get given credit for being still young right. anymore. You know, Scott Brooks came out and said uh, after the game the other day uh, that Jason Tatum is a future MVP of the league, which is a very nice compliment from an opposing coach. Um, I th- I yeah. do think his ceiling is still there. I don't know if he reaches it. It's a lot of it. A lot of it is the same thing we've been saying. It's shot selection. It's, you know, he has all of the abilities and talents. It's just finding his groove and figuring out how to do that as like a unit is what I think I, is kind I of I mean, who thing. was it? Was it Durant that was just, you know, singing his praise yesterday too or today maybe? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's the, you know, that's the that's the matchup that everyone's holding on to for this series is Durant and Jason Tatum, and, you know, they talk about how, like, seven years ago, Tatum's, like, this little kid at Durant's, yeah. you know, basketball camp, and they got a photo together, and that's what's floating around the internet right, right. now. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention that Scott Brooks also said that Russell Westbrook is the second greatest point guard of all time. So, a little grain of salt with whatever he says about future MVPs <laughs> and whatnot, but, um, you know, we, we back Russ on this podcast, but second best point guard of all time is aggressive, to say the very least. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't I, know. I That's know. the matchup of it, but we don't have who's smart. Who's smart shutting down Harden, dude? Then who's on? You know, I, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I think this is a big moment. This is a big national spotlight moment for guys like Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith and these like wing defenders or these wings who are supposed to be able to play defense as well as contribute on offense. I think you might see Shemi. On Durant, you know, much like we see Shemi a lot on Giannis, you might see him on Durant. I'm not sure. Maybe Shemi's on Harden. I don't know. It, I, I don't, I'm so I'm, – I'm honestly excited and curious just to analyze and watch this whole series for better or worse. It's weird, like, in, in thinking – and I truly do believe this. Maybe I, – I don't think I'm doing the whole expect the worst and settle for whatever comes, although I that is my M.O. But I think that with this – with this whole like, I don't think we're gonna win a game. I just want to see what these guys are made of. I think this is the this is just like this is the matchup, right? 
we're up against the title favorites. They're not first in the East, but they're the title favorites. Vegas odds, right. title favorites. Let's see yep. what we got. Let's see what we got. See what we're missing. This should be a great. This should leave us a pretty solid blueprint to into what to try to go for in the offseason, in my opinion. I think it's the best way you can get bounced from the playoffs, and then off, and then if the miracle happens and we move on, that's crazy. That's all. That's awesome. Let's go. You know, yeah. I, I think I think weirdly it's a win win for this end of this. This this loss of a season gets to end with a win win, is what I feel. Okay, I mean whether it's a learning experience or they actually win a series and. Like you said, it basically is a win-win. Yeah, I mean, we 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 know the Celtics in the playoffs or something else. So, I mean, I, I think we even saw it the other night. That team was came out hot. Kem was looking rare in rare form, which shouldn't you know we didn't sign him for this to be rare. We don't pay him thirty million dollars for this to be rare form, yeah. but it is rare. That's just a fact. Um, let's hope we can stick with that. I don't know, man. I yeah, I really do. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I'm glad we're not losing to the Sixers, or at least at this juncture. And um, We'll see. We'll 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 definitely see what what these guys are made of. Well, we we've trashed on the Celtics a little bit here, so I figure why don't we talk about uh, a little bit of positive Celtics news, actually. Okay. So what I'm thinking is, I just want to shout out because I know he's definitely listening, um, Kevin Garnett for of sure. Of course, yes. Uh, you know, longtime listener of the of the podcast. So shout out Kevin Garnett for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, massive. Um, and uh, we, we'd be remiss to not add Mike Gorman to that list. Uh, yes. Congrats to Mike Gorman. Uh, long overdue, I feel, for Mike. But uh, I was going to say, do, does any do any guys deserve it more than those two? No, no. Um, not not in terms of from from where we're standing in terms of Boston sports at this, point, at this time. But what a great class um, across the board. You know, I uh, got to shout out Kobe Bryant. And, uh, yep. Uh, and I want to just shout out cause he was one of the first guys I loved when I got into basketball. Um, Tim Duncan, just, I loved watching Tim. Um, he's a legend. It's a, it's a, it's an insane, it's an insane class, uh, across all boards. Oh, and, 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 and I'm sorry, we got one more in there. Bill Russell made the hall of fame this time as a Again. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Great, great year for a, uh, hall of fame induction for, for Boston sports. One more thing I wanted to say before we move on from that about KG specifically is did you listen to his like induction speech where he, you know, he got up there and he talked about everything? I got highlights. I need to, I need to watch the whole thing, but I, I did get what I, what I loved. What I loved about it was that he's, there's a lot of players who are me, 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 and it was because of me and I did this and that. He just shouted out everybody, everybody else that got him to where he was and, why he became what he was and you know he he's absolutely a hall of famer and, and a legend in the nba so it, he could have just said i did this and i did that and i got myself here but he all he did was just shout out everyone else which is you know it seems kind of rare these days it's it's a lot of times it's like a people are just so full of themselves that they feel like it was all them i agree uh i think he's always been that in every way he talks back he he just he talks about that team like it, you know, like a family and, and like a, or like even just like a gang, like just like straight up, just like we will, we look up for our own. We'll, you, you mess with any of us, you're messing with all of us. Just like, awesome he'd be a great income. hockey player. Yes, he would have. Oh my God. And the one thing I want to shout out about his uh, speech and make sure is echoed 
and the, I, I think this was bittersweet and more bitter than sweet for me, but ultimately it's the sentiment you want to hear after such a great career. But he said he just wishes he got to Boston sooner, and God. Yeah, man, I wish I had that all clip. Of us. Oh, man. Yeah. All of us do. All of us wish that. There's not a there's not a Celtics fan I know who wouldn't have absolutely loved that. So, yeah, shout out to KG uh, and, of course, Gorman and, and Bill Russell. But, you know, long overdue, and I, I'm ready for his next movie role, dude. I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Ready for I need more KG on the big screen. The big ticket on the big screen. Let's go. Love it. All right, should we get to should we get a little colder because it's warmer over there, believe it or not. Yeah, let's let's get a little colder actually. I, I think that we we have some positive things to talk about now with that too. Yes, we do. We definitely do. I feel pretty I feel pretty good. I don't know. I should shut up, but I feel pretty good. All right. All right, so let's start with this. The the Bruins are t- are winning the series against Washington 2 to 1. Uh, all three games have gone to overtime, and Wednesday night's game went to double overtime, which I very, I, I was convinced it was going three, four, five overtimes. Totally. I mean, and I think if not for the uh, snafu, if you will, from Samsonov, why is it pronounced that and, way? Why is it pronounced that way? Why, why isn't yeah, it Samsonov? Would, were we just doing it wrong for years with the other Samsonovs? Samsonovs? No. Oh, man, it drives me nuts when they say his name. Um but yeah, if not for that, I think we would have been three or four. I mean, it was a perfect storm, though. That that goal right there was a misplay by the defenseman and a misplay by Samsonov. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Well, I I I put it more on him on the goaltender than the he misread how his defenseman was going in. Like Craig Smith had just kind of bodied him out of the way and was like, "I'm getting this puck if it's left there." I think he just should have slapped it around the boards. How about edge. Craig Smith, though? Oh, he's. Some, I've been high I on mean, him since the offseason. That's why I like that we record this stuff. Not not as if I go back and yeah. check on my takes. But, <laughs> but if anyone wants to, head back to around November, December. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, I mean, this guy's been a, he's been a beast all year. Oh, the yeah. entire year, he's he's produced whatever line he's been on. Obviously, going up on that second line with Krejci and, and Taylor Hall really turned his game to another level, but... He's just been contributing everywhere he can. Yeah, call me um, crazy. Think, that wasn't his play of the game. I think his play of the game is that dump pass to Taylor Hall. Oh yeah, I agree. That was. I mean, just, like I said, he, like the IQ but, on that was just incredible. But I mean, Taylor the and then thing, Taylor did everything under the sun to put that in the net. <laughs> like not not saying he set him up, but like you know that opportunity's not there without Craig Smith. Right. Right. No, and, and but that's the thing though is you know you go online and you see the comments of Caps fans or or whoever saying, well, the only reason that we lost is because the, the Caps made a bad play. But that's not necessarily true. Because, yeah, they made a bad play, but Craig Smith still had to be there, and he still had to be putting in that effort, and he still had to be a grinder. You know, he's down trying to make that play because he's always assuming that it's going to happen. Like, we all we all know that nine, I will probably say nine and a half times out of ten, that play doesn't happen because... The defenseman either makes the right play or the goalie shoots it around the boards, like you said, or whatever. But he's always hoping that that play happens, and he never gives up on the puck, and that's the reason that he wrapped it around there. I mean, it's not just because they made a bad play. He took advantage of them making a bad play. And Uh, he, you know, he ended the game. Yeah, quickly. Just put it to bed. Let's, you know, let's get some rest here before the next one. It was awesome. Let's not do two games here tonight. It's great. Yeah, ser- I, seriously. I loved it. Um, and, and you know, 
The reason that was going to go three or four overtimes, no problem, is because the the referees suddenly swallowed the whistle. Big time. Out of the gate, a couple of soft penalties called both ways, you know. And, uh, you know, the announcer said, uh, oh, I guess this is the – oh, man, I hate – I loved how he put it. Um, you know, the standard. It was basically the standard. Oh, I guess this is the standard for tonight. Right. Which set the tone. It was like, well, if that's the standard for tonight, it's going to be a lot of minutes. You know, that was like the insinuation. And then they just they just put they just put them away, like absolute like those whistles must have been like back in the lo- locker room. It was it was insane, dude. The the upending of Brad Marchand, and then he gets them back. Or I guess maybe yep. that was in the third. Um, but I don't know. There's like insert like three or four egregious calls that are just left uncalled both ways, honestly. Um, yeah, and and that's it's becoming a problem because it's leading to Marshan doing old Marshan things and committing stupid penalties, and he's doing dumb stuff. I mean, he's spearing people, and it's getting to the point like he should never be doing that in the first place. Dude, that, but why is he lifting his stick? But he's gonna get himself suspended. Why is because he, he keeps his doing it? Stick. Sorry, Aunt Penny. Why is he lifting his stick? What is that? What is that? I, I hate he's just, it. But this is the issue is that he gets pissed off because they don't make call they don't make the right calls and then he is a loose cannon sometimes and he just goes and does stupid things and he can't control himself Dude, and he just, it's, it, every time he's putting his stick around I think two officials not it's one like, two it's like to, every time to now snap too. the guy in the face he just keeps doing it. he keeps lifting his stick yeah. you know he, I I swear I swear he got a phone call after the first time the first game must right. have. Second game, and we get lucky in the first game where they send Manta with him. Okay. Or this, it was game two, sorry. But the first time he gets called for it, they send Manta with him. They both get him. tossed, right? Yeah, which was, which yeah. was I mean, dude, I, I'll take it. But Manta didn't do anything. He didn't. I mean, who knows what he's saying, but he, he wasn't even, like, chipping back or hitting him or whatever. I'm sure he's chirping or whatever. He got a, got a grab on him, nothing you don't see after every play. Right. <laughs> they they send them both and I was like I remember texting you I was like we got lucky there. He sent both of them. Well, but this is this is the problem is that Marshan like as we all know Bruins fans that he is the ultimate shorthanded king, you know? So him putting himself in the box, one we're killing a penalty most times if it's not, you know, matching, but most times we're killing a penalty without our best penalty I don't, I don't want to say he's our best penalty killer, but he is our best offensive threat on a PK. So hands down, that's a huge loss. Yeah. And, and it's going to get to the point where the refs are going to get sick of it and they're going to either give him more or they're, he's going to get himself suspended because, and, and I don't, and I don't blame them because he's going to hurt somebody. He's going to do something dumb. Like it's just not worth it. And he's a better player than that. And he knows it. And that's why he hasn't been suspended in so long at this point, but he's got to cut it out because, you know, even if you were to make it to the next round, you're hurting your team if you get suspended or if you get a double minor or whatever it is. And if they commit, if if they uh, convert on on two on a double minor and score twice, like that's all you're the only one to blame. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, he's the, he's the one to blame for going down one nothing, and you know, thank and he thank made God, up for it. Thank God for Taylor Hall, and then he makes up for it and. You know, it's hard to it's hard to hate on the guy, but but yeah, 
It's. Uh, I know we keep kind of grazing over the Taylor Hall goal, but what a goal that was, huh? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I just figured it would have its moment, but let's do it now. Oh, boy. That was something, you know, that was, that was a nice goal. It was filthy. Got third on the uh, Sports Center top 10. Good on you. What's above that right now? Well, McDavid probably scored like 17 goals with no. his with a blindfold on. No, it was the top hockey play. It was uh <laughs> it was um it was the top hockey play by far, but it was no, McDavid also can't put anything in the net right now. Uh um it was LeBron last night. It was last night. It was LeBron's go ahead 3, which was absolutely insane cuz Draymond Green had blinded him in one eye. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, Lebr- LeBron's a whiny little little large man. He's I agree that he's probably he's maybe the goat. He's top he's top three all time. He's whiny. He, he whines. He does a lot of flopping. Draymond Draymond stabbed him in the eye. Draymond actually stabbed him in the eye. Listen to me. If I had that record screeching to a halt sound, I would play that right now. Because did you say he, you you think he could potentially be the goat? Listen, I don't want to get into the argument of it because no, I, no, no, because no, no. I don't believe it. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say there's people who believe that. I put him top three. I caught it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say that he shouldn't be in top three. Yeah. P- potentially, but like, all right, we're not gonna do this. But anyways, I don't stand I on that we're, side. I think so we were we talking can't. about Taylor. We Hall. can't. I could tell you what people say, but that's not even a fun argument. Michael Jordan's no, 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 the greatest no. player of all time. That's all I got. That's there. We go. That's all I got. For that. And Taylor Hall scored a nice goal. Taylor Hall might be a uh Bruin for life. I would like that anyway. <laughs> I hope so, man. I think that he likes it. He likes being here. So is he on a rental right now? This is a rental? This is his last yeah, he he signed a one year deer one year deal with Buffalo. Who gave him a deer as a as a prize. <laughs> yeah. They're like we don't yeah. have much around here and you probably won't like it, so here's an animal you don't want to take care of. Um yep. Yeah. So he's due for a contract, but the problem is we don't pay big money here, and he's only really gotten big money in his career. Well, it's going to come down to if he's got the pasta mentality or not. And that's do you like do you want to play where you like and have fun and win, or do you want to go get paid? Well, and that's that's the thing too is that basically I from what I would imagine is they go into this contract negotiation Sweeney and Neely or whoever whoever he's sitting down with right and. Uh, they go, oh, yeah, by the way, Bobby Orr's his um, agent. Oh, okay. That helps. <laughs> so, and they go, look, you're a great player. We like you a lot. You fit in very well with the team. Uh, big fan. We want to keep you here. But do you really think that you deserve more money than Bergeron? Do you really think that you deserve more money than Marshan? And everybody always goes, well, yeah, but no. Yeah. And then they go, cool. So then you're going to accept like six and a half mil? And they're like, I mean, I guess, and that's why we have pasta and Martian on lower lower end deals. Yeah. Well, it's really it's really going to come down to what they can re-sign Krejci for if they can re-sign him, um, and if he wants to re-sign, which I imagine he would. I, I'm thinking a two three year, probably a two year deal is like perfect. Um, and then what happens with Tukarask? Whether they re-sign him for a you know a friendlier deal? Oh, yeah. Or he decides that he's retiring or whatever happens. He's not going to go somewhere else, but he might retire. If they win, he might retire. Um, I, That's a lot of money. It's a good It's a good oh. way to go out. It's a good high note to go out. 
I have a question. I, look, I'm not. I'm. I am in no way saying that we're going to the finals. I'm not. I'm not putting that curse on us. Right. I'm just saying. No, I know. I, if yeah. they we, we, were, yeah. same thing with if Chara was still here and we won the cup with Chara, I guarantee he would retire. Yeah, he's trying to do. I think. I mean, I. I think he did. He sign multiple years in Washington. Uh no, I think it would. I think it was just a one year deal. One year deal with like with like five or something like some stupid amount of money. No. Wasn't it? For Chara? Wasn't it? No. Only... 725000 oh, remember? Man, I'm going to KMS. Um, I have a question. Who's more important to this team? Uh, Taylor Hall or Jake DeBrusque? Come on, dude. It's Taylor Hall. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but with youth and whatever, you know, some people might say otherwise. And I mean, Jake's, you know, playoff Jake has shown up. You know, we can't discount that. Um, that. That's true, but there's a couple things, and I'm glad that you bring it up because I think that I don't want to see DeBrusque get taken out of lineup because no. he is actually finally playing well. No, also I, I like our third line too. Our third line is good, but I think that it's time to put Freddie in there. Yes, I agree, but why can't Freddie be on the fourth line? That's what I don't understand. He, he can. Okay. But he. But you're going to have to sit Wagner. I know. Because <sighs> you're not going to sit Corrali, you're not going to sit... sit JD. Well, who else is so, down there? It's who's the fourth right now? Wagner, Corelli, and and DeBrusque. I thought DeBrusque was on third line. So what's the third line right now? Third line is Lazar, Coyle, and Richie. Oh, I thought Lazar was on the fourth. Okay. Oh, maybe he is. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think I think it is. Yeah, I think Jake's on yeah. the third. I think it's because I think it's Coyle. Um, yeah, Richie and. To be honest Jake. with you, I'm not entirely sure because since they played so much overtime. They had Taylor Hall. They had the first and second line out there so often when they were in the offensive zone, which, by the way, in the first overtime, they outshot them 19-4. to So we outshot them 19-4. to So the first and second line were out there like almost the whole entire time. I feel like I've also been catching significant moments of hybrid lines too. Not like crazy, but just yeah. more, more than you usually see. Um, yeah, so and, and that, I think so. that that has a lot to do with Washington plays a very good defensive game and they jam up the the – Neutral zone, so it, it's hard for us to change out entirely sometimes. Yeah. So I hate that they found a goaltender. I really think they found one with this guy. Mm, um, I don't know, man. I don't we'll know. See, yeah, I, I, I would just like I don't know. I, I really love the idea of Craig Anderson for the rest of the series. <laughs> I know. I, I, I guess well, that's to my be honest, point. I think, I think he played better in the uh, second just, game than than Samsonov played in game three. Interesting. Okay. That's a, uh, I I don't. It's a hot take, I, but yeah, I think it, he did. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's us falling short a little bit. On, maybe that's a little bit on both occasions. Who knows? Uh, wasn't great. Pucks on net in that game until the third period, like when Taylor Hall said they figured it out, and then uh, and then he tied it up, and then we they won pretty quickly in overtime, and then it didn't look like they really had it figured out again until they tied it. Like Taylor, like, like Taylor did that single handedly, and then they went down again. Yeah. It, it's just. Whew. Down 2-1 in the third period really does age you. Yes. It ages you pretty good. You know, one other thing worth noting that, just to touch on Craig Smith one more time, was I believe it was Taylor Hall today. Somebody today on the Bruins had said, Craig Smith might be the most liked guy that I've ever played with, which I thought was very telling of him as a as a person and as a, as a teammate. Because... You play with a lot of guys. I mean, he, t whoever said that today, which, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was Taylor Hall, 
he's playing with Patrice Bergeron. Like, that means a lot to say something like that when yeah. you're on the, a team with a guy like that. Yeah. So I just think I just think that's worth noting because it's it's interesting to hear. Oh man, I've been big Craig. I'm I'm gonna stay big Craig. I'm gonna I'm gonna re-sign Craig in two years. I want I want him. <laughs> I want that guy around. I but and I know I've brought this up on another podcast, but now that we're in the playoffs, it, it feels worth reiterating. Like this is this is the most I've loved the top six of the Bruins since I can remember. It's got to be since 2011. Even the top nine forwards, I'm, I'm. It's in. very solid. It's so solid. You have you like, it's just like I just remember years, and even in the Blues series of of losing the top line and being like, okay, let's figure it out for a little bit, and then all right, top line's back. Like I just feel I mean, like I'll, I can breathe with those guys off the ice, and I, I haven't been able to do that in some years. It feels like I don't know. I'll go as far as saying we haven't had a good second line since Aginla. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we haven't yeah. had a solid second line yeah. since again. All right. So a little a little more recent than I was saying, but yeah. Well, not I mean it not was what 2013. So. I, th- I think he was on yeah. he was on he was in the cup run to uh against the Chicago, no. wasn't he? That was Yager and then the next year was again. Oh, uh, okay, got it. So yeah, even more recent. <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean it I'm 6 7 years is a long time, man. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, it really is, especially when you have David Krejci manning that second line. Like, how can you right, not Right, you kind of wasted a lot of his career. I 100% agree, 100% agree. Yeah. And I, I, We've I've, always said that, though. Right, but I've been, I've been guilty of, of critiquing David uh, when it's just like, yeah, what's he really been, what's he really had to work with? Right. So, I don't know, man, I feel great going into the game four. I don't know, I don't know how you feel, but... Are you are you going to be there? Are you going to be in there? I will be there. I, I was at game three as well, and like I said, I thought that was going three, four, five overtimes. And now what? You know, the game. It's funny because the game started at six thirty, which I've never heard of a playoff game starting at six thirty. But I would assume yeah. that it's to sort of uh, allow for the West Coast games to get played at a reasonable time on the East Coast or something like that. I, I don't know. It was weird. That was my only I, thought. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Because they were but, still running at the same time, so it was like kind of like catch the end of it, except for one of yeah. them. Yeah, it was strange. So I, I, but I was like, cool, this game's gonna get over. I'm gonna be home somewhat early, earlier than I typically uh, would. You did it. This is your fault. And no, yeah, uh, no, I didn't. Sit, I didn't like speak it into existence. Maybe I did. I guess it's just me. Whatever. Yeah. But I was kind of psyched because. I thought it was going to be an, uh, sort of an early night, and then it happened to be a late night because we went to double overtime. And right, um, like I said at the beginning, or every game has gone to overtime so far in this series. We could be up three nothing. We could be down three nothing in this series very easily. Totally, very interesting. So, every game's been three two. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I, I feel like the seal is going to break, and I hope it breaks in our favor. But I feel like it's going to shatter in game four or five. I, I, I hope no, so. There's man. no way they're going to keep hitting the under for the entire series. I just don't believe it. These two, these I'm still going to say Bruins and six. Bruins and six. I love that. I'm still. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's looking good. Um, this the series is far from over. People are like, oh, the you know, the the Bruins are going to easily uh, wrap this series up, and that's just not how it's going to be. Like, if you think that Washington's just going to roll over because they had one game where they. Lost in double overtime. That's not how it's going to be. No, absolutely not. not. And um, I, you know, I'll be impressed 
if we, if we wrap it in six, I just really think this series has just got all the makings of a seven game series. I hope not. I'd love to. I'd love to wrap it in five, but you know, I just think, I expect us to get through this round. But I, I definitely expect it to be a dogfight as it's been so far. It's. I mean, God, if you're if you're a fan of neither of these teams, you got to be absolutely loving watching this series still. What great yeah. what great hockey. Yep. So I think I think that this I I hope you're right where the next game is going to be kind of a breakthrough and we win by two or three goals or something like that but I I just don't see it really happening. I think that it's going to be a fight the entire time and I do feel confident, you know, I feel better now that we're up 2-1. It gives you a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. Um but not enough to give up at all. You need to play the same exact no. game because they're going to come out hitting you because they're mad. Uh, Wilson and Ovechkin are probably going to do some dirty stuff out there and got to keep their head up. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to be a fight the whole time. You have the opportunity to crank the heat on them that they need to win three games. You got to do it. Yep. You, you have to do it because otherwise it's a three game series. And yeah, I, with I, two games at home for them. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, for for the Caps, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I don't want to say it's a must win, but it's a, it's, I don't know. You kind of need to, <laughs> I guess it's how yeah, I'll put no, it. No, I mean you're not. You kind of got to win that game. So. Yep. Well, uh, I, I, I feel good about it. I feel really good about going into it. I think you know, it, I, I can't remember a year where, especially against the Capitals, where it looks like you know there, there's bodies dropping on the ice and they're all. The Capitals, you know, right? Or that it's just like or in no, any I, series, and like like we're winning the hits, they're just getting the weird pocket. I mean, knock on wood. I'm not trying to jinx anything, and obviously, I don't want anyone to be seriously injured. But it just it just speaks to it. Feels like we are the tougher team, truly tougher, yep. uh, and that feels really good. Uh, and that was something we were worried about toughness at the trade deadline, and and right now we, uh, I, I'm pretty satisfied. I don't know how you feel, and this is without Freddie. I do no, dude. I feel I feel good. I mean, I think having Kevin Miller in there is a big boost for everybody on the team. I think yes, just having him on the back end, where if something were to go down, he's gonna have your back, whether he's on the ice or not. And next time he jumps over the boards, if necessary, he's he's been really shying away from fighting and stuff like that recently. I think it's because he is afraid of getting injured. Because he, not that he's afraid to get injured, but he's afraid to hurt the team by being out. He would, and he would. Uh, and and I know you didn't see this because you know you were in the arena, but he got his he got his due diligence. He got a, a back from commercial bit on how important he's been to this team. So shout out to Kevin, and Miller. he really has. Oh, 100 percent. So anybody, totally any of the the haters out there that have been like, oh, Kevin Miller's not good. He's not this. He's not that. He's made of glass. I mean, there's 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 a reason that these guys that are supposedly quote unquote made of glass are are that way because they play hard for their team every single night. And they do whatever it's going to take to either make the hit or make the play or stick up for their own teammates. And I, I hate when people say that. Like yeah. I hate when it's only about you know the, he's not scoring goals, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. It's not his job. Right. You can't you can't look at it that way. Like, I, and and we, I got the same type of stuff from people talking about Bacchus. It was like, well, he, you know, why do you like Bacchus? He doesn't even score. It's like because that's not his job. Yeah. His job is to be a leader. His job is to be that guy that's out there to to set an example for the rest of the team. And I just think it's it, it's people that don't know anything about hockey that say things like that because all they can all they care about is the flashy stuff, and that's just not how it is to be a team. You know, that's not how teams work. I'd implore those people to look a little deeper. Hockey's a lot more fun. 
than just the, yeah, the exactly. highlight plays because only a few of them happen a game. So, um, yeah, I agree. And so uh, I, I I hate to do it to you, but give me a prediction for for uh, Friday night's game. Give me a score. I'm going hot. Okay. Five two Bs. Oh, I hope you're right. I was gonna say four three. No, I th- I really I just I I think the floodgates got to kind of go here one way or another. I I, I just can't. I mean, I mean, and the, I'm the guy who's advocating that or at, not advocating, but saying he thinks it's going to be a seven game series. But I just think one of them is going to be a smoke show, and I hope it's in our favor. I hope so too, and man. It feels like I, it's, Tuca it's has be been playing five very well. Yes, we 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 didn't say that, but we should. Yeah, the, uh, so he's been playing anyone very talking well. about Swayman and how Swayman maybe wouldn't have let in two or three goals. Shut up. Tuka yeah. Rask is out of his mind right now. Not to mention all the goals that he let in for the most part. I would say ninety percent of them were all deflections, were all screens, yeah. all that. He's yeah. he's playing very well. He's he's kept us in a lot of these. Look games. at his saves and look at the number of saves he has when he's fully screened. It's amazing. He's, yeah, he's exactly. Playing and that's that's you know, and Swayman. I listen. I think he's the future, but we don't need to throw him in the. You know, we don't need to throw him in and see if he can swim right now. We still got uh, no. If if Tuka was playing Tuka poorly, Rask. yeah, exactly. Big fan of Swayman over here. Sw- Sway train all the way. Yeah, but it's just like um, Tuka's let in three goals once and two goals since. Yeah. No. Enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think I think we're both on the same page. We're going to get a win, whether it's a big win or it's a close win. I don't really care. W's a W. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the game. Like, like I said, I'll be there. So anybody that's there. Uh, we, you know, we've been getting a lot of comments and stuff on on the social medias and everything like that, and about people that are at the same games as us. So shoot us a message, and if we're there, you know, we'll say hi or or whatever. Maybe you know. got some stickers for you, whatever. Yeah, we we always got stickers with us. So if anybody's around, we'll toss you some, or you know, just like I said, just say hi and say what's up. So yeah, looking forward to the game and looking forward to hopefully another win and trying to wrap this series up as quick as possible because we're getting beat up. We are doing a lot of beating up, but we're getting beat up too. So oh, yeah. I want to get out of this with no injuries or or minimal injuries, I should say. Right, right. I mean, it's hockey. injuries are inevitable. It's hockey, after all. Yeah. So, damn man. Well, let's see it. I'm ready for it. I'm, I've been enjoying playoff hockey thus far. You know. Me too. Let's see. How's uh, how's 25 percent been? Uh, it's definitely, it's, it's good, man. It, like it was loud last night for being 25%. It seems like they turned down the, the pump in volume and it's like, they're pretty much just kind of rolling with who's there. That's what it seems yeah, like through you the know broadcast, what, which is great. You know, what's weird opinion. is they don't really care anymore. That's because, what I was going to ask. Cause you, cause uh, you're saying like, come say hi. And so like, they're not like, get out of the concourse. Not really. And, and to be honest at the first few games or the, all the games that I had gone to prior to the to this last one, they were all over you for masks. So if you didn't right. have your mask up, yeah, they were like, I put, mean, we put went, your mask we up went to the Cavs game, yeah, and, uh, and then they were nuts. They were nuts. They were yelling at people in their seats. There's like guy who like went and like n- like went knee to knee with a lady and like said she shouldn't be in the aisle. And it was like, <laughs> what is this usher? I didn't problem? see one. I didn't see one usher saying put a mask up. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Did I did I talk about how it is at Staples? No, tell me what what's going on out there. It's it's so ass backwards. It's my biggest issue. It's 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 
that's what I've had with the issue with this dumb mayor and the governor. But although, I mean, California's in great shape, so is L.A. right now. And, you know, I guess props to them for that. But just when it's rules for the sake of rules. So yeah, yeah. You, you have to prove you're, vac- you're fully vaccinated or show you have uh, a negative test. And then you can, if you don't have that, you can walk across the street and take a 15-minute rapid test that I think you're probably going to pay a good amount of money for. And then you can go into the game. So, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, at the TD Garden, you could eat at your seat, drink at your seat. Uh, prior to what Andrew's talking about now, you were advised to, you know, pull your mask down while you do that and then put it back up. And then, you know, as you're, like, literally biting and, like, chew with your mask up, whatever. They had, like, Jumbotron, uh, like, bits, uh, like, trying to teach you how to do it or whatever. So, with L.A. having negative tests or vaccinations required, I was thinking you can drink at your seat. Um, they have... Th- so, Boston, again, was no congregating. Staples is congregation areas, which are the only place that you can take your mask down and eat and drink. You can't do it at your seat. And my biggest problem with this is that all of those areas are surrounded by televisions, and all of the televisions just have a message up that say, please wear a mask. I'm in the section that I don't need to wear a mask. I'm at a game that I've proven, proven that I'm vaccinated for. You won't let me sit and watch the game and eat and drink. Put the effing game on the TV. What is this? I will say I came in the wrong way. I've been to two Clippers games so far. I came in the wrong way the first time. If you come in the LA live way, you do your tickets way outside and there's a bar next to all the statues and they do put the game on like a massive jumbotron. So we did the first quarter with like beers outside watching it that way. But I had bought four beers and one to walk in and the usher was like hey man you can't drink those in here and so i had to go like get everybody who was also grabbing beers and we had to like chug eight beers between four of us as fast as we could so we could watch the game i shotgunned one i truly did i did a shotgun at the staples center if you doubt me dm me i'll send you the video i had to take a video of it um but yeah i don't know it's it's so it's so ass backwards but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not in a rush to get back to I, I, I went to a second one because uh, my, my roommate Daniel, shout out to Daniel, friend of the pod, Daniel Herzog, shout uh, out. Knicks fan. So I went to watch the Knicks game with him on Mother's Ooh. Day. Yeah, I guess I guess we boo the Knicks again. I don't know. <laughs> it still feels like your uh, your dumber like rival is like, yeah, but he can't really walk. But now he can walk, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Anyways, that's my gripe with Staples Center. Uh, but if you're at one of those games, maybe I will be too. And you can also hit me up, and I'll have a balcony chatter sticker for no reason. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of places are, seem to be going back to normal a little bit. I don't know when the you know Staples Center is going to go back, but I know that I just talked to to uh, Grambo, and he's at the Islander game tonight, and he said they're at sixty percent capacity, so it's all on the up and up. And Carolina was full last know. night. Where oh yeah oh, yeah yeah yep. and it was nuts yeah well L A is supposed to completely open on June sixteenth so I, I we'll see we'll see if the Staples Center follows suit obviously private businesses are allowed to do whatever they want to do but yeah we're May 29th, so if if uh, we make it to the second round we're one hundred percent capacity and it is gonna be crazy oh, jealous I'm jealous oh also they don't zip tie the seats at the Staples Center but they expect you to sit where you are supposed to oh okay cool yeah I don't know doesn't seem like it's like rule again rules without real rules so yeah yeah fun over here all right well let's see it five two baby 
Two to one right now. I hope you're Let's right. Go. I hope you're right, man. We'll be checking in to make sure that Tim is correct, and if he is not, he's getting booted off the podcast, and we are going to publicly shame him. Celtics in seven, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. All right, stretch. stretch.